You're listening to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe, a podcast dedicated to women at all stages of our health and wellness journey. I'm Christy from Christy Lee Nutrition. And I'm Cammie from This Mum's Kitchen. And together, we're here to inspire you with the knowledge and confidence to love into your mind, body, spirit, and lifestyle. Now set aside some time for you and join us on this cup-filling journey. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes released every Wednesday. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe. It's Cammie and Christy here and this is episode number three. Today we're going to be talking about menu planning and how this really simple tool can help you eat more of the food you love, save time and money in the kitchen and help keep you to your nutritional goals. We'll also be providing three different methods for meal planning so you can pick the one which sounds like it'll work best for you. We've also got a plan Z for the days when it all just goes pear-shaped. So let's dive in. All right. So, Cammy, why do we menu plan? I mean, for me personally, I love it because it saves me time. Mm. Um, you know, at the beginning of the week, I guess, so Sunday, I tend to sit down and I, and I work out a bit of a plan. And for the rest of the week, I don't have to think about it again. Is that something that you agree with? Totally. It yeah. totally resonates. And, um, and for me, it's a bit weird that it totally resonates because I'm not a planner. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a last minute sort of person. In fact, when I was in um, high school, I mean, my girlfriend were planning our year off. She nicknamed me lastminute.com, <laughs> <laughs> which was a website. I mean, it's still a website, but it was really big, you know, quite big back then. And um, yeah, lastminute.com because I did everything, yeah. um, you know, by the seat of my pants. But you can um, resonate that time is, I mean, we all are interested in how can we save more time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think it also saves us so much more than time. It saves us on stress. Mm. It saves us on any feelings of sort of guilt or anxiety around what we're going to be eating. And it saves us money. Absolutely. It saves us on food waste. Um, and it, it just brings back more of that more of that control, more of that empowerment into our lives with mm. so little time spent in exchange. Yeah, I notice for me, like if there, for say example, we go on a holiday or a trip down south, perhaps we come back, I haven't done any kind of planning. I haven't got any groceries. Literally the next week for me is just mayhem. I'm making poor food choices. Even though I have all this knowledge, I will still make those poor food choices. So menu planning for me, it, it like it props me up through the week and it gets us through and, and makes sure that we're having nourishing foods every meal. Yeah, yeah. And it also takes away a massively um, important thing, I think, which we need to talk about a little bit, which is decision fatigue, mm-hmm. which so many of us can experience and maybe we're not even aware of, especially, you know, in today's lives. I'm going to talk specifically about women because I'm a woman and I am, you know, this is where I really can resonate is that, you know, we're, we're, we've got this busy women's syndrome we've got juggling mum syndrome you know we're rushing from one place to the other we're we're multitasking we're trying to get lots of things done and then to get to the end of the day open the fridge and the pantry and go 
what are we going to eat? Mm-hmm. That's a decision we just don't have the capacity to make a good choice for by the end of no, the day. No, no. And you've you've often got lots of other voices and, you know, people in the family who are saying, I want this, I want this. And, you know, when you're tired and you don't have that capacity to make a good decision and you've got all these requests coming at you, what are you going to do? You're going to grab something that's just really easy, really convenient. It's probably not going to be the most nourishing decision. Mm-hmm. And just having mm. a bit of planning behind it can mean that, that really easy and quick meal can actually be whole food based, mm. totally made from scratch because yeah. you've got a few elements ready made yeah. in the fridge or freezer, um, or you've you know just done some pre chopping or whatever mm. that will just um, that will save you time. So yeah, I, I call out to you at home if you are listening and you're not a planner like me, please don't switch off. Keep yeah, listening. We've got some good. Tips. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a way to meal plan that will suit you as well. Mm. A lot of people also talk about like you know having to use willpower when it comes to choosing meals, and you know if you if you walk into your your kitchen and you've got all those foods there ready to go because you've done some meal planning, the decision's really easy. It's actually the easiest decision to use those foods so that mm-hmm. you don't waste them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you don't have those foods in the house, you're more likely to um, struggle to then get the motivation to go to the shop now, buy all your groceries, come back home, cook it, clean it. You know, it's just, it's actually a really long time that we're spending in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And also mm. really interestingly, it's the same part of our brain that deals with willpla- willpower, mm. quote unquote, that also helps us to be persistent in tasks throughout the day mm. and to and to do a lot of things that we we just use up that capacity during the day. Yep. So by the end of the day, you know, our ability to to use willpower, um, again, quote unquote, is is re- significantly reduced. So yeah, to have things in place, to have a plan, to have helped yourself out with having things ready to go um, is just so beneficial. And really, once you've in- incorporated this habit hack into your life I really believe that it will be one that will stick around for the long term so let's get in and um, Mm. start explaining about how people can go around first of all I guess understanding what sort of meal planning will work for them so tell me Cammy, what's your process of taking a client through deciding what's going to be the best menu planning option for them yeah yeah so as always, it starts with a bit of a self-awareness exercise. So the first thing we we ask them and we are you know ask together in a session is what does the idea of menu planning make you feel? Like on a scale of one to five, how much do you like that idea? Mm. That five being that you love it. And where you are on that scale will give us already a really great indication of the type of meal planning that will work for you. Because obviously if there are five, they love the idea of menu planning, then we know that it can be quite prescriptive, it can be quite in-depth. Maybe they'd like to spend a lot of time on their meal prep. Yep. If yep. they're down the other end of the scale where I would sit, mm-hmm. um, in a, like a one or a two or even a three, then we'd be looking for something which just gives them a bit of guidance, gives them a bit of a helping hand with minimal meal prep. So we've already got that foundation of knowledge that we can work through with our other questions as well because it can feel really overwhelming in the beginning like seven days of meal planning is a lot and I guess what a lot of people might not realize is you don't have to start with seven you know for me personally I actually only organize three meals at a time so I'll meal plan twice per week I'll organize the first half because that's all my brain can cope with Mm -hmm. and then I'll organize the second half 
and that's how I might like it. And someone else might need to do it three times or, or less. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's super, a really good question. Yeah, and there's a lot of flexibility in that, right? Mm. So you can you can just work out what's going to work for the person as you talk it through with a client in a coaching client situation. But for you guys listening at home, as you as you think about your own self reflection on this question. How does the idea of menu planning make you feel? Mm. If it's freaking you out, ask yourself why. Yeah. And work back through that and just make it easy on yourself. Um, so it might be like what Chrissy just said, you know, you might you might menu plan a couple of times during the week. You might find you only need to plan three out of the seven meals anyway, because for the other ones you're happy to wing mm. it. Or maybe you know, you're at someone's house, you go to mum's for dinner on Wednesday yeah. and then you know something happens on Saturday that's pretty consistent. So when you actually have a look at your week, you might not really be cooking every single night. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Um then we ask, you know, questions like have you ever tried menu planning before? How did it go? We get lots of insights from that. And then things like how much variety do you like in your diet? And that will help us with the ideas of, you know, things like dinners carrying into lunches, Mm -hmm. how many breakfasts we need to think about, how important lunch is in in the way that they eat, you know, the the amounts of variety they feel they need in in each of these Mm. different meals. And that really changes for all of us. Some people are really good at just eating something quite on repeat. They don't mind that repetition. And other people just absolutely hate having the same thing, you know, the next day that they just feel almost repulsed by it by the time it comes to tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that really feeds into the next one as well, which is when we actually start to to create their menu plan or their meal plan, which is totally different to everyone. But what I love to do is to start off by filling it in the gaps with what you love to eat. So like we've all got a few family favorites or like the meals you know the kids will just dig into and you like too, um, or something that you like to eat on a Tuesday Mm. or you know anything like that. So we'd start by filling in those gaps with the easy fills. So what do you love to eat? Let's put them in. You know, where where could that work? Would that carry over into lunch? You know, so you sort of think about it in quite a strategic way, I guess. But it also shows just how easy it is Mm -hmm. because we're not changing everything with the meal plan. Exactly. You know, we're not saying here's our meal plan. You make this. Mm -hmm. We're saying let's create one together, which I know you do too. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that a lot of people come to appointments with dietitians in the hope of receiving a meal plan. And And the idea behind that is that it's something that's being created for them it's got all of the recipes and and everything but unfortunately it's not your meal plan and when you're trying to follow something that someone has created um it's got nothing to do with your preferences um you know how many mouths are you feeding um you're going to end up eating something that you don't like you're going to resent it and you're not going to be able to stick to it for very long so it's it it's maybe a bit more of a process to understand your specific meal plan but always going for like a tailored approach with meal planning is the best one to go for yeah totally and then you also Mm. avoid overwhelm you know you suddenly have to be cooking all meals you've never made Mm. before in a week I mean, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. I'd be even. terrified. Me too. That. Mm. Yeah, so totally. I wouldn't give one to someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so as a first step, I know Christy and I, we, we both help clients with dinner meal planning because often that can carry over into lunch. Um, but it's but let's just have a quick look at breakfast too. Um, and so with breakfast, what we do is we, we just simply choose two to three breakfasts that you enjoy eating to alternate in the week and you have the the ingredients ready to go there so ideas are like if you're in a rush in the morning and 
normally skip breakfast or you want to be able to just have it, you know, to, to grab and run. Then things like overnight oats, which you can eat, which you can enjoy cold or you can heat up. Mm. Um, yogurt cups with fruit and muesli, smoothie bags with the ingredients ready to pop in the blender. And even like breakfast wraps mm. made the night before that you can enjoy toasted or fresh um, the next day are, are great options too. Because realistically, we don't really have a different breakfast every morning. And sometimes you see that on meal plans, like it's a different breakfast every day, which mm-hmm. is just so overwhelming. Most of us really only have two. Mm. I know my partner only has one and he'll just eat the same breakfast again and again and again. And he's happy with that. Yeah. What is it? Is that- <laughs> Um, it's porridge oats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Great> <laughs> um, and so from there, um, we're looking at doing then, so your, your lunch could be something that you've either, you know, had f- for dinner the night before. So cooking twice and sorry, eat cooking once eating twice is one of my favorite philosophies to be going by. And uh, then, um, you don't have to be thinking about something else to make. Um, but if you really don't want to have the, the same thing as you've had last night, you can have some of these really um, easy things that are prepared, um, which Cammy's going to go a bit more into, I think, about. Yeah, because this, this is a big thing. Yeah, I yeah. think we need to. Um, the, the, the easy Sunday prep to make just mixing and matching lunches is, is a huge thing for me. And so um, at the moment, because it's autumn, um, I'll tell you what I'm doing at the moment every every weekend. And um, I also recommend a version of this um, to my clients based on what they like to eat. So I'll always have some pre-cooked whole grains in the in the fridge ready to go. Um, probably I'll make up like a batch, for example, of brown rice on the Sunday. And then come the Tuesday or the Wednesday, maybe I'll make up a batch of quinoa or something like that. And also I'll have those ready to go. Um, a big batch of roasted veggies, seasonal veggies. And I'll put like spices like cumin and turmeric and a whole garlic in there. Um, and just have that ready to go in the fridge. Some pickled fermented veg, either homemade or store-bought. A, a dip or two, um, either homemade or a good quality store-bought. And some sort of bowl meal, like a curry or a soup or a stew, mm. which will feed you know you for a, at least a dinner and a couple of lunches. So that when you open the fridge at lunchtime, you know, you can throw together heaps of different varieties of things just with those ingredients. You'd never get bored with no, that. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. And then you can just add in different proteins. Mm-hmm. So like maybe one day you'll have, you know, you'll have an omelette with um, mushrooms and, and some veggies on the side. And then you'll have the stew the next day mm. and then you can make a Buddha bowl um, with all the ingredients. So I think just having some simple prep and... You know, I get that prep done. I make all of mine at home. Um, so that's all the dips and everything. And I get it done in about an hour and a half. If you were just making your whole grains and your bowl food and your veg. Yeah, easy. It'd be you'd, your kitchen time, the actual time that you are actively cooking in the kitchen would be probably, what, half an hour? Yep, yep. So, yes, yeah, so I think that that's a really, a really great way to go. And then when you're doing your shopping list, you know, you just think about easy healthy proteins um and good fats that you could be adding to that so stuff like you know having some halloumi having Mm. some um grass-fed meats having some eggs having um you know some avocado and some fresh salad vegetables and stuff like that and lunches are good to go Yeah, yeah amazing so let's dive into our three methodologies and you know do your self assessment about what kind of meal planner you are and then have a listen to some of the ideas that Cammy and I run through and and pick out something that really resonates 
resonates with you. So something that um, a lot of my clients love is a themed dinner week. So you might have heard of say like Taco Tuesday or Meatless Monday. They're probably some of the more common ones, but it really doesn't have to alliterate at all. You know, you might like to have Pasta Wednesdays or Japanese Thursdays, you know, whatever is suitable. Um, It's really just by choosing a theme, you're taking out some of that decision-making work. If You don't have to make the same taco every week, but if you know if it's Taco Tuesday, you can do fish tacos this week and beef tacos another you could try a bean vegetarian type taco another time so I think that um, that's quite fun with kids as well I you know kids really know like what night of the week it is and they can really look forward to that which is yeah. fun yeah and they have their favorites yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and this idea is so awesome for like meal prepping in advance, more so where you'll create like a, you know, you can make the taco mix in advance, you can make a curry in advance, you could make a pasta sauce in advance and have it sitting in your freezer ready to go so that when it comes to that themed night, all you're doing is maybe cooking the fresh pasta if you haven't got that prepared. Or if you do, you're really just pulling everything just together. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that speaks to your cook once, eat twice yes. mentality. Of if you know you've got your real occurring your rolling themes I guess then you know if you you know make a double batch of your taco mix then Mm. you know next next Tuesday's dinner is is good to go to yeah so that's a that's a really good one for for people to dive into for sure um another one is the seasonal menus and this is what my kids would call an a b pattern and um the mums listening would probably you know have lots of a b patterns talked about in their homes too and so that basically means that for your season so autumn as we are in now you would have two menus um that would rotate weekly so you've got your menu a which is week one menu b week two menu a week three menu b week four um, and that just keeps on rolling alternatively throughout the autumn. And so basically what you've done is you've created two unique menus um, and they might be themed menus if you want them to be or they're in fitting with whatever you guys want to eat and you literally just repeat them. Um, so you always know what's happening. You can do your pre-meal prep if that's working. You can batch cook and have it in the freezer. And again, it's got all those benefits of everyone knowing what they eat on what days. And for a lot of families, um, especially with kids, you know, who thrive on routine and with busy parents who also thrive on routine, um, that can be a really great option as well. And that's such an awesome idea for, um, you know, trying new recipes as well. Mm. You can dive into a cookbook and plan out your A and B menu based on things you've always wanted to try. And, you know, if you don't like something in there, just simply just swap it out, you know, and try a new recipe. And, and for people that are trying um, to get more variety into their diet, that's a really good way of um, kind of just yeah expanding your repertoire. Yeah, yeah. And it's also really great for growing kitchen confidence as well. Mm. Um, my husband likes this one particularly because you know he wants to increase what he can cook in the kitchen he's Italian has a very Italian repertoire um but you know wants to get better for example in Asian food so we have the AB pattern going on and he's he picked a recipe as a tofu um stir fry and he's totally nailed it because he makes it every, every second week. Yeah. So you get to actually really fine tune your skills at making something yeah. in particular. Yeah mm. and feeling really confident about it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so the third method is what I call adding in and swapping out. And this is actually always my first port of call. So you go back to that original menu 
menu plan that we had when you've put in your favorite dishes and you know what your family likes to eat and um and then maybe you've got those few gaps or maybe you've got the things where you know you've just been um perhaps given a diagnosis and you need to change out what you're eating or you've decided you want to give you know no gluten a try or for whatever reason you need to change up a little bit about how you've been eating so we just look at what you'd normally we fill out your menu planner sort of retrospectively um, from last week or the week before with a bit of a mix of, you know, what you would generally eat and just add in more whole foods and more nourishing foods and swap out, you know, the processed foods Mm. or the artificial sweeteners or, you know, whatever the food group might be that we're needing to to eliminate for a certain period. It might be for an elimination diet. It might be for a diagnosis. It might be just because you feel like it would be beneficial for you. But it's a really non-overwhelming way of making quite significant changes. It takes the overwhelm out because like you don't have to change everything about your diet if you know most of the time we only need to change about 20 percent to just improve it you know you know a hundred percent um and it's something that we would use regularly for like an example would be like someone starting a low FODMAP diet Mm. because it can seem so overwhelming in the beginning like I have to completely change my menu I have to get rid of all the foods I like to eat and just have only low FODMAP foods now but actually, most of us are probably having a certain portion of our diet that is already low FODMAP. So it's looking at what you normally eat, going back through and saying, okay, let's make some little swaps here, just changing out 20% of it generally. Um, and now you're on a low FODMAP diet. And that's yeah. the same for, you know, with sugar, with gluten. If you're looking at trying to make a change in your diet, um, that's a really easy hack yeah yeah and I think you know it's just that it's just that secret is just taking away the overwhelm of oh my goodness I have to I can't eat anything I would normally eat Mm. which is just terrifying it'd be terrifying for for anyone absolutely okay so now before we finish up today Cammy and I know all too well that there will be times in our lives when for whatever reason meal planning has just gone pear-shaped so we've put together a list of our favorite Plan Z pantry and freezer cheats for you. So if you head over to our website, which is www.nourishnurturebreathe.com, you'll find all the information there in our show notes. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, to wrap up and recap, we've looked at the benefits of menu planning, and I really hope we've convinced you as to how flexible this is and how it can really fit in with your goals and how you and your family like to eat. We've given you the three different methodologies to choose from, and also at the start, some self-assessment questions to help you find out what type of menu planner you are and the type of um, methodology that will work best for you. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. And we will look forward to seeing you for episode four, which is all about how to beat sugar cravings. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for the time you spent with us and can't wait to do it again. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to us via the Nourish, Nurture, Breathe Facebook or Instagram pages and check out nourishnurturebreathe.com for our show notes. And lastly, a little request from us. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your streaming platform of choice. It'll help so many others find our podcast. Thank you and until next time, remember to nourish, nurture and breathe every day.